0: Hey y'all, we are Back to the Basket, a weekly NBA podcast where we discuss and dissect the best league in the entire world. I'm your host, Wahaj. With me today, like every week, it's Kevin, aka Lil Kev, aka Data Davis. Hello world. Also joining me is Richard, aka Richie Rich, aka not Yips Consultant anymore, because Markel has been traded.
1: Yeah, I'm not moving to Orlando. Oh, you're not? (laughs) Disney is there. It's true, oh. and Epcot—it's the world's happiest place. <laughs> <And> Epcot—that's <laughs> a reason
0: to move. All right, so this is our trade special. We're gonna give you an entire rundown of what happened uh, when NBA went into complete chaos. Oh, it was glorious! It was probably the best trade deadline of my era, I and mean, I'm not that old, so
2: yeah. In the—it's—it was quite a busy trade deadline, that's for sure. So, do you
0: wanna do you wanna start
2: where it all started? Let's uh yeah let's let's just break it down. Uh, the one move that really got this thing going. So Dallas acquired Kristaps Porzingis
0: from the New York Knickerbockers, and with the deal came along Tim Hardaway Jr., Courtney Lee, and Trey Burke, going to New York with Dennis Smith Jr., DeAndre Jordan, West Matthews, also a 2021 first round pick that was unprotected, and a 2023 first round pick, top 10 protected. So, quick thoughts on this deal. We're not going to go too much into detail because I feel like it, it's been talked about. It came a lot. and went, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, Knicks cleared up two max uh, spaces in their in, in the cap for next year, so they they're looking to you know sign two max players. Uh, maybe what they're considering is that Kristaps has had a you know history of injuries, so uh, next year if he did opt to um, sign his qualifying offer, if they if they hadn't traded him then he would have had a a no trade clause um and Knicks have dealt with that before exactly also he he could have left uh being an unprotected sorry an unrestricted free agent mm-hmm. so which is unheard of on a rookie deal really like it's never yeah. happened before so ah uh, yeah but at the same time he is that caliber of a player and he he there's one thing in in the league that uh you know, players strive to get is is that un- unrestricted free agency It gives them the true freedom to really go where they where they want. Mm. And um, yeah, maybe maybe they knew something that we didn't. And he and it, it came out afterwards that you know he really did not want to be in New York.
1: Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say this is a it's actually I think the Mavs knew something that the Knicks the or well, the Mavs knew something that we all didn't know right like uh, and that's why I think this trade is a real. Coup for them because they get they get someone who has a history of um, opposition towards the the New York front office in the many forms that it's taken since it's been since he's been there, and um, on the and they have someone that they get to pair with their sort of singular talent in Luka Doncic, but on the other hand, they also get rid of Dennis Smith Jr. Even though so even though that situation has patched itself up, sometimes it's just good to. You know, separate yourself from that unfortunate situation and move on. And um, the benefit for New York from a recruiting standpoint is that DeAndre Jordan is a longtime friend of a certain,
2: a certain upcoming free agent.
1: Yeah, who you shouldn't ask about. But
2: yeah, so this is
0: all. In, <laughs> this is all in waiting for Kevin Durant and Kyrie sorry, yeah. to come to New York. So I think this trade is incomplete until. We see what the Knicks do in free agency if they fix those two uh, max slots,
1: and it's also incomplete until we see the the Kristaps Doncic pairing, which we won't see until next. It year. might be seamless. Uh, uh, yeah, I I don't really it doubt might. that it'll. Kristaps
2: not- uh, has been long compared to um, the a, for, a former a former legend, and NBA no, champion. current legend, <laughs> a current legend, and also All Star Derek Nowitzki. Hmm. Yeah. So. Current
0: all-star. That's that's very nice. Yes. The NBA was nice enough to do that. Yeah. Uh, good move by Adam Silver. Okay, moving on to the other trade that started all this on February 6th, which is Tobias Harris, Mike Scott, and Boban going to the Clippers. And the Sixers getting back Landry Shamit, Wilson Chandler, Mike Muscala in return alongside a 2020 first-round pick, which is top 14 protected, a 2021 first-round unprotected pick from Miami, a 2021 second round unprotected, and a 2023 second round unprotected. So how do we feel about this particular trade for both
2: sides? That's a lot of picks. Um, So Philadelphia is is acquiring actually a fourth piece to go along with their all-big lineup of Ben Simmons, uh, Jimmy Butler, Tobias, Embiid, and Other, uh, which is probably going to be a J.J. Reddick, especially considering they traded their only other real shooter. J.J. Reddick liked yeah, Landry, Waluigi. I'm Shavitz. holding it in. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they really mortgaged their future with this one, considering they give up a lot of assets. Uh, but they do acquire a uh, a guy for three months uh, in the name of Tobias Harris, who they, they're looking to re-sign. He's a younger player than Jimmy Butler. Uh, he's a very good player. He's very well could have been an all-star in the West. Um, so the Sixers have kind of shown that they're going all in with this.
1: Yeah, from I'm just going to reiterate the first point that you said in which I th- I think that uh, Elton Brand really mortgaged the Sixers future with this move, which um obviously I'm opposed to, but that's just because I I have a fondness for the the future of this team. Um however, I do think that getting Tobias is a good move because um it's different than when they acquired Jimmy in um in that though they are both instant offense that you can kind of have to generate uh, in your team, uh, as Tobias has shown in his stint in Detroit and then in his stint in uh, LA, he is more of a system player and can be easier to integrate into sort of that uh, offense that isn't as pick and roll heavy as Jimmy would like. I think Tobias is
0: a good move in this particular bubble of what the Sixers are trying to do is like, put themselves in the upper echelon of the Eastern Conference. And I think this is the time to do it because Boston is faltering off a little bit. Yes. So it's it's more like a 4-3 team race now towards the finals. And I think with the Jimmy Butler move, they kind of already had one foot in. And now they're like fully diving into the deep end. Yeah. Which is, and I know that they can re-sign these two guys in the summer, which is the plan. And Tobias wants to to play here as well because he knows that you know they can win a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good move. I also think that they can they can target the buyout market a little bit to see if they can find somebody else, another piece, because they gave up a lot of depth. Uh, they signed James Ennis. Oh, they brought him over in 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 a in another trade. So bringing on James Ennis and then getting somebody
1: like um, well, they also added Jonathan Simmons. Yeah, exactly. So. so
0: which is part of the other trade as well. So bringing on those guys kind of helps with that. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, doing this kind of shows the entire league that they're all in. The process is here now. It's not about waiting two, three years more to see where Ben Simmons and Embiid and, and might end up. I think they want to keep everybody together.
2: Right. Okay, It's interesting uh, the timing of which this trade happened. Uh, they faced uh, while Healthy... The Raptors the the night before the trade deadline and got absolutely schlacked.
1: Oh yeah, they got cooked. Yeah,
2: so uh, apparently there were some fans yelling at Elton Brand, who was in the building for that game. Uh, make some trades, make some moves, and he apparently, according to to some reporters, jokingly smiled uh, and said Som- something something's coming. So I will say he brought over another star. He's
0: having a tough time being a GM.
2: Yeah, he said that. He doesn't want
0: kids to grow up to be a GM like anyone's aspiring for that anyway. I mean, it's no one offense. of thirty positions, I man. Right? It's, it's it's a <laughs> it's, it's a, a new... tough job to get. I understand that, but at the same
1: time, like, do you think he was pressured into this move a little bit um, because of those comments? I don't. I don't think it's. I don't. You know, he's he's been in the NBA, and I don't think he's one to buckle from outside pressure. But I think um, he was brought in as a sort of GM to manage. Uh, player expectations right like this was the fallout from the burner situation so um obviously he's gonna make moves in an attempt to resign the people they want to resign and i think the the only like if there were to be a footnote on this trade because it is good overall is how will he fare as a gm in the buyout market because they were actually quite successful last year in bringing um Belinelli, and Ilieva who are excellent. Yeah, another interesting
2: acquisition in this trade actually is is you know by getting Tobias at the time that they did, uh, they also acquire his bird rights, which offer which offer them the flexibility to give him a five year max contract versus other teams. This free agency can offer him a four year max. Is he worth it though? Long uh, run. Personally, this is why I think Jerry West and the Clippers. Uh, made this trade because they, they believe that he's not really worth a max contract, especially over a five year span. And they feel that they can get a a true max player.
1: So Yeah, they're fishing for something else. Exactly, which, you know. I yeah. mean no knock against
0: Tobias. I think he's a tier two star, not a tier one star. But you know, everyone kinda makes the same amount of money now. Tier three. Something like that. He's they're, the Middleton Tobias are in the same exactly camp here. Middleton
2: Tobias. Uh, Otto so I don't
0: know which team. I mean, I thought Indiana would target Tobias if, if nothing happened. They would throw some money at him to see because Indiana always gets these like tier two guys. Yeah. They don't go for the top three yeah, yeah. because they know they're not going there. Mm-hmm. So I I think they're they're Indiana's targeting for Chris Middleton. I think those two guys are what they had in mind. So ultimately, I think this is a good move for Philly. The only concern I have is that. Is he going to be able to gel?
1: Like, do you think the fit is there? Yes, I as as I said, I think um, uh, not a spark plug, but more just instant offense in a in a way that is different than how Jimmy Butler was being incorporated. And and I saw some of the game from this week, and it seemed to be going quite well. So I
0: think Jimmy is the problem. I think if Jimmy learns to play with everybody, this team will be fine. Because Tobias is, I think, a seamless fit. Yes, because Tobias is one of those easygoing guys that will fit anywhere you put him. Yes, but Jimmy is the one who. Like, because there's so much isolation with Embiid, with Simmons, with Butler, everybody needs the ball. the ball in their hands. Yeah. 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 And I, I know that it's not always easy. to Like, Golden State has made it look pretty pretty easy, but not everybody can do it. Case in point with um, Boston, I guess. I don't want to throw yeah, that.
2: Yeah. There, and uh, even
1: then Golden State on bad nights.
2: There's sometimes. a few teams where where I could say, you know, where it's been very clear this year that they're not equal to some of their parts. It's, it's very clear. They're... Like for Boston as an example, they have a lot of talent, a lot of you know, a lot of players, deep deep team, right? But they're, they're not having they're, fun. They're not they're not having fun, like Marcus Morris yeah. said. But if you if you had taken, so they're basically playing at let's say seventy five percent of what they could be versus like the the Isaiah Thomas Boston team that played at one hundred fifty percent. They're kind of overachieving. So it's it's very interesting to see Boston uh, in in that in in those talks right now that you know they're just. Not playing up to their potential. Speaking of potential, another
0: trade we're going to talk about is the Chicago Washington deal. Chicago really liked Otto Porter Jr., so traded for him mm-hmm. and gave up Jabari Parker, Bobby Portis, and a 2023 second round pick with his top 36 protected. It's a weird protection, but we'll roll with it. So, what are the feelings about this particular one?
2: Um, I think that's uh, it's actually a good trade for Chicago because they acquire a, a young piece. In Otto Porter, even though he is um, he has a massive contract at 25, 26 million dollars, but it's it's good because they have young players they could put around him. He could grow with the core. He's one of the the few good defenders on that team that you know you need to pair with a guy like Zach Levine uh, in order to cover up some of the the miscues there. So um, I think it's a decent acquisition by them, especially giving up a guy like expirings and a bad contract in Jabari. I think, I mean, I'm going to
0: go completely against that because I don't know which direction Bulls are really going in. Like, I don't really understand giving up Jabari that you just signed. I mean, I get it. His production has been kind of...
1: It's throwing good money after bad, but yeah, continue.
0: But Garpak's not really known for making great moves. So mm-hmm. I, I'm just worried about the direction they want to move in. I just don't know where they're going with this move. Given up Bobby, who's young. And liked, liked being there. Exactly. Also, too much for Otto, I think, because you have young pieces already with Wendell and Lowry Markkinen and and stuff. So you would want to keep... Jory's still out on a little (laughs) bit. What about Cameron Payne, the legend? So, I mean, I don't mind this trade. I just, I'm I'm unable to see the direction the Bulls want to go in because they had a a good young core that they should have kept intact. But with this move, they're taking on more money and I, I just don't get why.
1: I think it, it's actually more of a. I think it's actually surprisingly more of Washington's game in this in this sort of respect because um, Jabari is now going into a situation where he knows he's going to get minutes with Wall being out and and Porter is are not Portis not Portis is now in a situation where he is also given a little more reign to to sort of play with that chip on his shoulder, which is something that Washington needs in terms of, like, committed players. And, and you know, not to knock anyone, but their chemistry issues are quite public. So Right, That's true. and
2: now by, by, you know, getting rid of Otto Porter, they cleared a lot of uh, money off their books, especially considering, you know, for the next few years, um, Otto would have made... A lot, a lot of money. So now they get a chance to re-sign some of their young guys that uh, they're probably going to have to. Uh, like should have Tom- held on to Kelly Oubre. Well, Tomasz Sadransky, uh They're looking to re-sign. They're lo- also looking to re-sign Ariza. They're looking to re-sign uh, Thomas Bryant as well. So that's that's part of their core going forward. Especially considering John Wall is uh, out for the season and probably out for next season with an Achilles
1: rupture. See, my only question with that because it's it's fine because it it resolves um, that question about all of those contract year players in Washington, which um, then Washington player Austin Rivers said was a big factor in terms of the uh, the locker room deteriorating. Right. But it it to me that just sounds like you know when John Wall comes back after going. And completing his education he'll he'll find the locker room exactly the same and exactly as frustrating as it was before don't you think i heard here he's going to have bad chemistry issues
2: <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know. this is just all the chemistry this dirt. is just the question i'm asking right like yeah. doesn't it if if they right. do
1: resign doesn't that seem like you're just rolling it back oh uh, well that's basically what
2: washington's been doing they've been rolling it back with the you know getting the top maybe fifth to the eighth seed and Getting schlacked in the playoffs. two bad organizations making a trade that doesn't make any sense either way. Like, yeah. I don't know I, what this was. No,
1: for sure. I'm just trying to right. find the positive with Washington. With Washington, that's yeah. really hard because it's yeah. a fine line yeah, of positivity. Then, I, I a found bunch it and then, of and then all the questions Honestly, it, came back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Ca- That's very fair. It's the.
2: It's the cap relief. Also, they're not going to be in the repeater tax for the next few years. Yeah, repeater tax is big because yeah. some yeah. of the owners don't want to pay. Yeah, that.
1: there's a there. There's a couple of trades in there that that yeah, help lot, people get There's out a of lot that. to do with cash all those trade, cash right? trades. Yeah. yeah, cash considerations.
0: Cash considerations. Yeah. The best piece sometimes. Yeah. Um. Uh, speaking of if another. <Chicago>.
1: <laughs> They're going to retire cash considerations. I have uh, to stop Jay-Z. and laugh at
0: that joke before I move <laughs> on to the next trade. Because it right. was worth uh, that. Uh, Toronto and Memphis made a four-player trade, which is another Eastern Conference top echelon arms race going on right now. With Marc Gasol coming over to the Raptors. Jonas Valanciunas, DeLon Wright, CJ Miles, and a 2024 second-round pick going to the Memphis Grizzlies. Do we think that the Raptors got better from this move, giving up three bench uh depth guys okay
2: let's let's be honest cj miles has been terrible this year it's the curse uh yeah the go daddy curse go daddy curse it's real uh, <laughs> but you know it is sad uh, as a raptors fan to see these guys go as jonas Valentinus was one of the longest tenured raptor um, he's only 26 too. He's
1: only 26, but he's been a raptor for about seven years. And, so. and Delon Wright, my my favorite of the of the the, the point guard battles that were happening. the in Oh, the, absolutely! Bench. Yeah. Uh,
2: you mean Kelly Kelly Oubre Senior? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. This this is a big trade, especially considering uh, Masai was able to acquire uh, Mark Gasol, who is a former Defensive Player of the Year, a solid big who has a respectable three point shot that that can stretch the floor. Um, and as we've seen in evidence in uh, just a game last night against the Knicks, he's a great passer. We've we've been herald heralding uh, Jokic, uh, Jokic, but you know the original Jokic was Marcus Sull, known as one of the best passing bigs in the league uh, all throughout the grit and grind um, you know era with with Memphis, uh, especially you know considering all the playoff battles he's had. He's uh, he's known as uh, you know as a defensive specialist, especially in the half-court set in a mm-hmm. slowed-down playoff game. Yeah. So Masai's making some calculated moves. He he got rid of Jonas' uh, contract next year, uh, CJ's, who was probably going to opt into his $8 million contract. He basically flipped those two uh, without getting rid of young pieces such as OG or a first-rounder, and acquired a big name like Marcus Gasol. Sorry. I agree with that. So, yeah. Richard, let me ask you this.
0: How does he make the Raptors better... Aside from passing, like does he do anything in the playoffs? Because this is a playoff get. Because in the in the regular season, Raptors were fine; they were playing good. But this move kind of puts them in the in the hey, we can take on players like Embiid now. Exactly, or we can take on players like Horford. Uh,
1: so this is uh, the way I'll lead into this is. I'm going, to this, I'm going to say it simply that the answer is star power, and it, it may not make sense right now, but I work in the downtown core, and when this straight happened, I was in the food court, and it's one of those things where everyone pulls out their phones and is shocked that this happened. And so when you slow down the game, like what Kevin was saying, uh, when you slow down the game and the person defending in the post isn't Jakob Pertl, isn't Jonas Valanciunas, it's Mark Gasol. Mark Gasol. Who do you think the whistle is going to go to in those situations? I think the whistle is a real thing in the NBA. I, I fully agree with
0: that. Yeah. But my question is posed towards what can he bring to the table? Like he brings a lot. Kevin said that he's a good passer. Yeah. But so that, it's high pick and roll. Yeah. When it comes to offense, because I know that Lowry. I'm sorry to say this on record, but in playoffs, he's kind of fizzled out at times. Yeah. So when you have a player like Kawhi, who's a proven superstar in the league, especially in the playoffs, you bring on somebody like Gasol, who's also proven in the playoffs and can perform under pressure. Like, What does he bring to this Raptor team when it comes to offensive uh,
1: prowess? Okay, so in in that sense, you would... What you're saying is this That you take someone who was carrying like A, a 34 minutes per game Load in, in Memphis And now he has a reduced Load, say like 20 minutes 24 minutes per game So now you have that where he isn't Trying, it's not that he isn't trying hard on Defense, it's that he isn't Expending that much energy on defense right. And mm-hmm. now can actually be A go-to score in the Low post um, When, you know, when the Kyle's drives aren't working, or when, um, which is rare, when Kawhi's uh, iso game isn't working. Exactly. Let, so
2: let me, let me also let me let me give you this. He is going to stretch the floor as a big, which is what something, it, which is basically what's happening in the NBA right now. If you look at Milwaukee, which has the, the greatest record in the league right now, they have a stretch big in, in Brooke Brook Lopez, who allows uh, Giannis to have more room to work inside. So now with uh, the Raptors, uh, they have the only non-shooter in the starting lineup who is is getting better. uh, is you know most improved player Pascal Siakam. This gives Pascal and Kawhi a lot more room to work inside the paint. Uh, They could stretch the floor by putting out Gasol. They're gonna have you know other bigs guard him from the three because his three point shot is deadly and respected around the league. So it's gonna give these guys more room to work. Another thing that he brings is uh, is a good hard screen like it, there's there's strength there's old man strength and then there's marcus soul strength you're not going through those those screens right it's going to free up a lot of space for the shooters uh evidently it's kyle in his first game you know playing with with marcus soul last night he made five threes um so it's it, it's gonna it's gonna you know come come into fruition especially also having a, a big man passer like i said earlier it's just it's, it's so valuable in this league.
0: It's the high pick-and-roll stuff that really would help, too. And as you said, he can go in the post, he can stretch the floor, he can do everything. He can guard on the on the perimeter as well. Like, Marcus is known for that. Exactly. So when you bring somebody like that on your team, I think it's just going to open up the floor a little bit because with Kawhi, sometimes it gets clogged. Exactly. The ball's not moving a lot. Yeah. So when you have a high pick-and-roll passer... That really gets your offensive going, and everyone's cutting, slashing, moving in the corners, and you get open shots. And I think in in the playoffs, open shots are really valuable. I think that's where this comes in, in my opinion anyway.
1: No, no, for sure. And just to close that off with uh, numbers, uh, this is last season's shot chart. It's uh, 35% from three, and then... Uh, 59% in the restricted area. So, yeah. uh, you know, how, give that a plus, plus minus of 1% or 2% for this year, and, yeah, you know, just, you're good so to So my go. last
0: question is rotation. Does he come off the bench now? Baca's been playing really well. Does he go on the bench? Like, what is what is Nurse going to do in this See, situation? See, the Raptors
2: have a good problem in that they have six starters starter caliber players. Um, one thing that I think Marcus also brings value to, if he does play off the bench, is what we noticed in the first game. Um, is that he is a very sound, you know, or a very high basketball IQ type player. He was uh, visibly telling some of the young guys like OG and Norm, you know, get open, go to the corner. He's basically talking on defense, orchestrating the defense. Uh, being a defensive player of the year uh, before means that he was basically the the anchor to grit the, the Memphis grit and grind defensive era. So he knows what, a thing or two about being a good defender and... Talking on defense, bringing that BBIQ to the to the to the team is it's, it's invaluable.
0: And I, just one last point before we move on. No, for
1: sure,
2: is Raptors didn't mortgage their future
0: with this move. That's the most important thing. Yes, I feel like that should not go unnoticed Absolutely. because they didn't give up anybody to get Marcus Sol, Even if he like doesn't pick up the option, which I think he will. Even if he does, I don't think this like bogs you down for the next
1: four. No, or five years. because it you got you got someone. It's, it's strange because it, you took that, uh, that internal competition philosophy that Dwayne Casey had when he, during his tenure and that uh, Nick Nurse kept, and they basically just traded the losers of that situation, right? And you know what? What's weird is that
0: Memphis couldn't get a first-round pick out of Gasol, which is In sort sense. of
1: strange, but they get
0: Jonas and DeLon, who could turn into something, I mean, I still believe in them a little bit. So right. not an awful trade from the Memphis side of things. No. But they could have at least gotten a first rounder. But that's that's where the market is now. I think it goes to show you that nobody really believes in somebody who's thirty four for a a building franchise. And Marcus Hall said on record that I wanted to come on this team because, you know, this team can make a run for the championship and he wants to feel that. So I think right. that's what's important. And he gave him money to come here, so Yeah, it's actually committed.
2: Yeah, it's actually brought cap relief. There was a trade. He waived the kicker. There was a trade kicker which offered him another three point two million dollars onto his contract, and for some reason he said no, which uh, brought cap relief uh,
1: to to the Raptors. So (laughs) it's. And you'll, you'll, hear this, uh, you'll hear this talking point if you watch literally any, any Toronto sports media, but the fact that his, uh, his coach on the Spanish national team, where he basically grew up playing basketball, is here. So, yeah. you know, that could that's definitely a, be a, that's factor a factor. Raptors sure. assistant head coach, yeah. S-
2: Sergio Scariolo. Speaking
0: of factors, Milwaukee Bucks, another top Eastern Conference team made up a three-team trade, getting Nikola Mirotic from the New Orleans Pelicans, the Pelicans' guide, Stanley Johnson... Jason Smith, a 2019 second round top 55 protected, like it matters. 2020 second round un- unprotected pick. Another 2020 second round and a 2021 second round. And Detroit got Thon McCurr from Milwaukee. So what do we think about this trade for the Bucks, giving them an additional shooting wing slash
1: four out it's, on the perimeter? I think it's great.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, sorry to be very it, general. No, it's but a it, really good it just, move. Right? It just
2: looks good for them. Yeah, it's yeah. it's exactly what Giannis want. Yeah, another shooter to pair around him, especially uh, a guy like Mirotic, who's he's a known winner. That guy is he can put the ball in the basket. Uh, he'll pull up from thirty-five. He's the perfect piece
1: for for Giannis, but also someone who is a little bit, you know, Giannis is strong, but uh, just someone with a better center of gravity to defend against larger players like this is the this is the the half of the duo that sort of helped shut down Portland last year so I mean Meritius isn't a bad defender I mean the whole notion
0: he's not terrible he can stay in front of guys and I think that's what you kind of need also an upgrade over Ilyasova who's been kind of dwindling lately he's older now and not performing the same level he's an upgrade over Thon absolutely and Thon let's 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 not forget, it's ask poor for one a trade. Out. Yeah. So on he, the same day wants, a... Yeah, exactly, as Anthony Davis. So, when a guy wants out uh, and you go yeah. out and, and trade him with
2: a second round pick to get Miritich, definitely an upgrade, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah they traded a solid four second round picks to, to get Miritich. Um, Thonmaker is now Gone Maker. And they they acquired Stanley Johnson, who they also flipped yeah. to, to get to New Orleans. And yeah. I, I
0: don't think that's a bad move for New Orleans taking a chance on who was a. A lottery pick, yeah, uh, to get him in your wing spot because you're you're really short on wings. I mean, the one has never had any wings, that's no. the whole problem. It's, that's why Anthony's leaving. Yeah, the wingless so, Pelicans. The wingless but probably. they also get picked now. The now the wingless Pistons. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Wherever they're going, they don't need wings. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Detroit Red Wings, okay. nice. Detroit no wings right. Oh, well, they
1: they haven't had a winning season in a long time. <laughs> so, oh. hey, hey, it's, just, it's just been one year. We just year. got really sad. <laughs> well, it's fine. It's the Red Wings. They so. might make the playoffs this year. They might. The Spurs. They're on the be, bubble. Yeah.
0: They're on that. Uh, they're on that Eastern. Eastern Conference. It's such a big drop off after the like top four teams that it's not even funny. Yeah, we could say top three.
2: Oh Indiana, we can count Indiana in. in the in the top four, yeah.
0: Oh, you're leaving Celtics out. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it, I didn't see that. Coming. You walked into that. Yeah, like, oh, it's how time. do I always do this? <laughs> what's, what's going on? Oh, oh, okay, that's happening. All uh, right, uh, I'm gonna move on to Markel because Celtics I'm aren't having fun. So Markel got. We have to talk about this. I'm sorry, Markel was traded to the Orlando Magic for oh, Jonathan Simmons. Richard's a, having a breakdown. A 2020 first round, top 20 protected, and a 2019 second round. Richard feels like
2: like like fault
0: his shoulder. Right no, it's okay. That. <laughs> uh,
1: J- um Jonathan Simmons was uh, when I when I was following the Spurs before Kawhi left was one of my like uh, one of my bright spots. I thought he was very interesting in terms of like the athleticism that he brought then and with the with the Magic. So I'm excited to Okay, let's see. let's
2: not like gloss over this deal. This is this is a, <laughs> this is a big deal. They they traded their number 1 overall few, former pick or former number 1 overall pick in Markel Fultz to acquire Jonathan Simmons, a top twenty protected first, and uh, and an unprotected second. Or, or do you want to go all the way back
1: and? Uh... Uh, let me, you know I to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you want to go all the way let's, back and tell me? Let's what rewind. This...
2: Uh, let's not find a new slant with this one. There was a there was a big trade that that they made to get Markel Fultz. They traded away the number three pick, Jason Tatum, uh, former, um, well, sorry, a future unprotected first with with Miami, twenty twenty one. Uh, to acquire Markel Fultz. And they they basically got an expiring Jonathan Simmons in return with a top 20 pick. Uh, I mean,
0: they're washing their hands off Brian Colangelo. That's all this is. Like, Brian, Brian Colangelo era is completely over. Yeah. Elton Brand is like, yes, let's not even... Like, pretend that never happened. Okay, we're moving on from this. They, it wasn't a part of the process pick. Yeah. So, good riddance, I guess. They couldn't wait on, on Raquel to do whatever he no, was doing. No, for sure. It
1: got it got to the point where it was no longer about basketball decisions. It became a complete sideshow, which we know because we talked about it for like 11 weeks of a podcast. Uh, at least, so. yeah. How many, guys were on 41 episodes, by the
0: way. I feel like we've talked about him since day one. Yeah. yeah. So let's move on. But I think getting Jonathan Simmons is a good thing for, for Philadelphia because that adds... A guy who's kind of proven, who can defend, who can shoot a little bit, yeah. and he can slash. So that's what you need, because you gave up death in, in the Tobias Harris trade. So they gave wing up is, Shaman. Yeah, exactly. So let's hope that Jonathan Demons can knock down some shots. Yeah. Chandler's gone as well.
1: Yeah, he was
0: iffy on them, so we'll see.
2: <laughs> Mike Muscala as well. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I think they're happy to get rid of Mike Muscala. But... All
0: right, so running down all these trades, what do you think stands out to you the most? What is your favorite trade? What
2: is your least favorite trade? I'm going to start with you, Kevin. Uh, my favorite trade, um, I think this is an interesting one. Harrison Barnes to the Kings.
0: Ah, nice. Yes, That's, I love
2: that you picked this. Yeah, it's Mavs, a good trade. Mavs,
0: just wash your hands off Harrison Barnes. I could not wait. Yeah, and the poor guy was traded in midst of a game, but apparently I found out that he already knew, and he went into the game knowing that he was traded. So that's kind of on him, right? right. Not on the broadcast for focusing and zooming in into his <laughs> yeah, face. Yeah, it was quite sad. That was a spaced-out look. Yeah, that was. And ghost. then they put the ticker underneath, like he's been traded for. Oh my god, Justin Jackson and Zach Randolph, who was waived. Where's Zach gonna go? Uh, Biotech
2: market pro- candidate? Probably some, some barbecue spot <laughs> come, in uh, come, Memphis. Coming to, Tur- <laughs> <come> to Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> no. oh,
0: oh, oh, oh. He's medicinal, right? Oh, Zach Randolph yeah. is oh, medicinal. Yeah. Four yeah. pounds of it. Yeah, hey, that's how much he got caught. With. Oh, he- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, these jokes I can't handle. So uh, I guess this is a good move for for Capri for the Mavs, because they know that Harrison Barnes is not the answer moving forward. Right. And they're not going to repay him the same amount of money that he's making. You know now. what?
2: I kind of like this for the for the Kings uh, only because they need a kind of they need a defender for for a guy like for a guy like KD in the upcoming playoffs, which. They're trying to make a run for. Let's be honest, they're going to be I they had oh, was a, was a My Durant, my right?
1: ears are ringing. What's that? Is that a King Kings playoff run? Did oh, just Kings are that? going for that that <laughs> playoff spot.
0: But they have Bagley, who's who's the next Durant. So I mean, it should be fun, right? Hey,
2: the, the person who li- Durant literally replaced is Kevin is Harrison Barnes. So yeah, if that's, that's true,
1: and and for what it's worth, uh, the Lakers also have a future Kevin Durant, and they just tried to ship his butt to the Pelicans. Who's so. that? Oh, the lanky boy. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram. B.I. Yeah.
0: So, w- we're happy with this for the Kings?
2: This adds, what, open three-point shooting? This shooter? adds uh, about $25 million salary for the next few years, but they also do get a player who can give you twenty on any night. He averaged that for the season last year. Gem stuff. Yeah, because
0: Justin Jackson can't do that. I mean, Justin Jackson no. was an open... I think he's shooting 34% from, from the field. Exactly. From the three-point line this year. So... Not not an awful thing to give up to get Harrison Barnes. Obviously, you're taking on more money, but the most important factor here is that is he going to be able to get out of the the mode that he was in Dallas, where he was just like you know posting up around that 14, 15 feet mark. I think so. Um, and shooting like these long twos
2: that Kings don't really need that. See, Dallas didn't really have too much options outside of Barnes, especially after. By, having by that, him do you that- mean they were tanking? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Mark Cuban is... Uh, you is, said is, options up He's like on that. the line he right did. now. Keep Mark in. Cuban's on the line. That was <laughs> two, address. Yeah. <laughs> Mavericks
1: only tank in the last two minutes. They play hard for the for most of the game. This is
2: true. J.J. Barea agrees. But um, Pour one out for the fallen. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Lots of Achilles gone this year. No. <laughs> no. I can joke about it. It's yeah. fine.
0: We got Kristaps. So we're all right.
2: Yeah, so Harrison Barnes adds like a... A big wing To the to, to Yeah Because
0: he can play the four He can guard the four, the two, three, a little four bit. He's a strong exactly. dude Right So Yeah so maybe Kings Are going to make some noise If they make the playoffs I'm really liking the Kings this year If the Kings make the playoffs Or the Lakers uh, Does LeBron get pissed Whoa. Whoa. LeBron's
2: going to request a trade <laughs> <laughs> uh, No think the team I loves? think <laughs>
1: I think, I think Vivek. I think Vivek yeah. keeps Buddy here. He's gonna give. Oh, he's no. gonna get
2: four options. Three of them were no no assets, yeah. I'll,
1: I'll. and the other one is the Clippers. <laughs> oh,
0: that's too funny. Oh my god. That's really too funny. All right, Richard, you're okay. for the okay. trade of the deadline. I'm
1: pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we didn't talk about it, and I think that's the way the person who made this trade likes it. Um, I'm just talking about the, all of the move Houston made in terms of freeing up. Freeing up and getting out of the tax, which I know uh, for those of you who are listening when we did our season uh, previews earlier in the year, we were railing on Houston for, for getting into the, into the tax and sort of tying themselves up in bad money. Um, so basically, uh, on the 7th, uh, Iman Shumpert uh, was traded to the Rockets with uh, Nick Stauskas, who was subsequently shipped off. Uh, Wayne Baldwin and the 2021 second round pick a- Cleveland acquired uh, Brandon Knight uh, Marquise Chris and then Sacramento acquired uh, Alec Burke oh and uh, Cleveland also got a first round pick out of that so they're they're loading up on on their future so there's a there's a lot to be gained from from this trade for for everyone um, especially Marquise Chris who gets the, uh, a f- a fresh start but I think I think just the the contract wizardry was kind of impressive for me, but...
0: Yeah, I agree. Darren always been kind of on that. So, I mean, I'm happy with this, and Houston needs help. Harden needs help, even though Chris Paul is back now. But, you know, these guys, Marquise, Chris, Ben, and I just didn't work out, so why not, right? They had to do something. They can't just stand pat because Harden's on... An insane run that's probably never going to be replicated in the NBA. I mean, I'm sure he'll do it again it's next absolutely. year. Yeah, I mean, that was going to say, the only way it will be the replicated. The only way he is do it is if he does it again. But, I mean, I'm sure he's got to be gassed. I mean, he looked a little gassed last night. You know, he's They're getting they, more pressure now from... Russell Westbrook was guarding him, like, really up close. And he's stands, not getting those calls anymore in than stands. he used
2: to. Uh he he gets a lot of calls. Yeah, but, but you know uh, he's
0: been there's been a couple of moments where he like you know he expects that call but it never comes. Right, right. So where he turned that, the ball over. Exactly. The other game? That's happening yeah. a little bit more now. So I've yeah. noticed that referees are kind of backing off a little bit because they're get getting play a lot of the heat too. Right.
1: Well, silver so, has been on the phone. Yeah, they're like, getting. Yeah. They're on Twitter now. The referees. Oh so yeah, they they're are. They're seeing
2: all those DMs. I they're don't. Like, I don't, we don't like this. They're worse than Kevin Durant. I, I don't envy that job. They're so sensitive. Are you gonna
0: slide into the NBA referee DMs? DMs? I'm gonna slide into those DMs.
2: Like, give Kawhi more calls. Yeah, no. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Let's keep Come it on, right. yeah. Come yeah. on, Mark Davis. Are you blind? <laughs> <laughs> both, both, both both,
1: both, of the Tony brothers? Uh, Mike
2: and Dan.
0: <laughs> uh, so my, my trade is actually going to be a deep cut. I'm going to go with uh, when the Clippers traded Garrett Temple and Michael... Ooh. I know, the Clippers got... Garrett Temple and Jamichael Green for Avery Bradley, who is pretty much non-existent this year. Yeah. And he's been awful. So, I mean, money-wise, I think it's the same amount coming back. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, great trade. Clippers and Jerry West are doing something really special here. I mean, giving up Tobias Harris for all those pieces. Yeah. And then this trade, I mean, I'm happy with what they're doing. Building around Shea Gilgis and the young core they have, I'm really happy. I actually... Clippers, if they get Kawhi, if they get a superstar in, in the free agency, man, this team can be devastating. Yeah. Even in the West, they could be.
1: Well, I, th- I think it shows um, even if it's if it's not like if players aren't considering the Clippers, I think agents would con- like be, these moves make agents consider it because it shows them, hey, we're a team not like the Pelicans, like we will make moves. To cater to your to your star.
0: Also, we're not like the Lakers. We're in LA, but we're better. We're building. The, I feel like they're building the right way, not taking shortcuts. If if Los Angeles Lakers do this deal with Anthony Davis, I feel like this is going to be like the the easy way out. Like well, they're it's, not. It's building the, the right way. Style, right? Exactly. Like go and, and, and cut everybody star. and yeah, get and a superstar. Star. That's not the Clipper way. I think Steve Ballmer's doing it the right way. Alongside with Cleveland, when LeBron left, I think they're gathering all the picks and all the young pieces, see yeah. which one sticks. Clippers are doing the same thing, so I feel like I'm really happy. And if you're a Clipper fan, I would feel better than a Los Angeles Lakers fan, unless AD comes. Then obviously, yeah. well,
2: they're, they're currently higher than them in the standings. So <laughs>
1: they win. It's That's that Canada. And they Canada, did. Canada. <laughs> connection. They, they
2: came back down from 28 against the Celtics last night. Man, Gallinari, man. Hey, honestly, uh, the and big your boy Shaman. It comes yeah. from the top down. And right? no more Tade Like no honestly, t- yeah. it, it comes from top down. The owner hired the great management, uh, and you know um, they got. Doc Rivers off of the uh, GM job. They hired Jerry West to kind of take take over and spearhead that role. And you know that everywhere he's gone, he's created contenders and championship dynasties. So
1: I just, mean, I'm, I'm happy for them. They I don't call him the, time, the logo for game. no reason. Yeah, these are great moves. Just don't just don't shake his hand. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. All right, so that wraps up our uh, trade deadline delayed special but yeah. i hope we covered everything and i hope you're happy with how this trade deadline shook up yeah I how know. it how it changed everything mainly in the eastern conference really
2: yeah i know we're, we're a little bit late with these but with the uh trade deadline takes but uh we, we want to let the dust settle for a bit see how the, the the new pieces are doing on their team and then give you a, a more refreshed um yeah. They yeah. played
0: one game with their new team. Exactly. Yeah. We we'll just
2: kinda see how the how, how the fit
0: that, works. That's how we go. We go deep cut a little bit. Exactly. We wait for one game to happen. Yeah. Like, Let's talk about I it mean, that's a lot of you sample get size.
1: That's that solid Marquise Chris analysis. Forty eight whole minutes of <laughs> that's analysis. That's very true. <laughs> yeah.
0: And we got jokes peppered in, so you can yeah. always keep
1: coming back for those. Spicy. Alright, All right,
0: so we're gonna move on to Richard for his favorite segment.
1: Okay. So, What's Weird is our favorite segment where we gather the strangest curiosities and oddities in the NBA and present them to you and sort of rank and answer for you the question of what's weirder. Um, so, just before we start this out, let me just say now we're free from the from the folks' curse of it always appearing on this list. So now we're going to throw some new ones at you. So the first situation that I have on the docket is we're going to compare the sort of reactions that, uh, potential free agents, Kevin Durant, who is notably ornery with, uh, the media, when he was asked, to say the least. <laughs> yeah. when, when he was asked a question, uh, from the press during one of his pressers, um, add the Ethan quote. Strauss. Yeah. Ethan Strauss quote here. Uh, and we're going to compare that to the way, uh, Current potential free agent Kawhi Leonard uh, handled it when he was in the uh, mecca of basketball, a uh, potential landing spot for him, and was asked pretty much the same question. Yeah, so what do you guys think of that? It's kind of uh, like a, uh, yeah. y- you catch more flies with honey than with vinegar approach, I guess?
2: Yeah, I mean, Kawhi handled it a little bit more... I don't know if you could say professional, uh, he, he basically just shut down the reporters one time with this statement and went along his business. He said, ask me about the game. Ask me about basketball. Whereas Kevin Durant, um, as he's always done, kind of takes it to the next level. Waj, well, what do you think about uh, KD's I like take? it, man. I like all this You like talk. this juicy like drama?
0: Agency stuff, yeah. But here's the thing. Doesn't Kevin Durant attract all this stuff by like signing all these like one plus one deals? Like, yeah, you're signing. You're like probably the second best player in the league, and you're not. You moving to another city has so many ramifications when it comes to financial stuff. Like these are million billion dollar franchises. Your money is important where you're going.
2: It's not. It's not even about the money too. Wherever he goes, changes the entire landscape of the NBA and the way teams are. You know, building So right? you need to understand That your
0: moves Have a lot of ramifications And us asking you These questions Are because You're not signing A, a big deal with anybody You keep right. doing these Like short term deals Obviously we want to know Where you're going Because That's what That's what sells the, the the fans want to hear this The league wants to hear this The league actually Encourages all this stuff Like you want to talk About this more and more So the fans get interested And that's why NBA Is probably one of the Best leagues in the world for us, it is. Because all this talk keeps happening all year round. And especially with with Knicks clearing up these two max spots, I think that's what started all this. Yeah. And Kyrie didn't shut him down either. Neither did Kevin Durant. Saying all this doesn't shut down all this talk. It just it makes you want to ask more questions. Kawhi shut it down. Like, hey, let's talk about the game here. I don't want to talk about all that. That's all you got to say. But I feel like I like it as we're part of the media now, I guess. I'm doing the air quotation yeah. because we're doing a podcast. Well, we we share our opinions and I think I like it because it gives us more to talk about and Kevin Durant's an interesting individual even though he doesn't take the right approach all the time but I think he's interesting because he
1: speaks his mind yeah shutting down Ethan Strauss is a bad move but you know I think it's more like I think Kevin Durant has this perception of himself as just a guy that can you know play basketball and go about his business and that's what he wants to have he's just a hooper man yeah but he's too fucking good like yeah. i don't think he realizes that he is that good the he Durantula. does realize he's good. well yes yeah on the court he realizes he's that good but yeah like what you're saying he doesn't realize that him even moving to a team a different team in the same state would dramatically change the landscape
2: oh yeah absolutely and you know his moves um, in the off season of just not really committing is basically what's causing this, and the right. So he he's basically in a roundabout way getting mad at himself. So it's I kind of understand his side as well. Like I see it a little bit, but I'm more so
0: like, hey, buddy, this is what the NBA is now. You have to kind of jump on board because social media aspect of everything is more incorporated into the NBA than any other league. The fans are more involved because things are happening every day. Every day a story comes out that people talk about. That's what the league is. So if Kyrie is saying those things like, I don't want to talk about this shit now, ask me July 1st, I think that just adds fuel to the fire because that that gets everybody talking. It probably gets Danny Ainge talking. It's probably getting more calls now about Kyrie because we don't know what's going to happen. No, for sure. And then there's a whole narrative where like, oh, Kyrie's from New York so he's going to go back there. Yeah. There's so many narratives to everything. Yeah, so I think ultimately what my point here is that KD needs to understand the 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 gravity of the situation more importantly because when it boils down to it his move is going to change everything like we said before. It's literally going to if he goes to New York, Garden sells all the time, but it's going to the NBA is going to be a better league with him there. So, and I think him saying all this kind of makes it seem like he's going to New York because he he seems a little bit ticked off that we're on to him, right?
1: Yeah, maybe because we
0: we might be on to him.
1: Oh yeah, it's like it's not like a he's mad that he he's mad that he did it. He's mad he got caught. Kind exactly. of exactly. <laughs> he thinks he thinks he's outsmarting the media,
0: but media's already there. So maybe he's like, how did they know that this these are the moves I'm going to make? Well, every everyone did
2: kind of know that LeBron is low key headed to the the lakers uh, last year
1: it still blew our minds though yeah, I, <laughs> so. it will always continue
2: to blow Indeed. our minds and the nba is a 365 day a year
1: uh, business for that reason. maybe even more speaking of the lakers um, my second situation comes from their uh after their blowout with the from the pacers um following all of these trade 42 boomers. point loss wow LeBron led team He was on the floor Yeah but LeBron yeah.
0: was on A different side of the bench Not, yeah. okay. not with the other guys um, Yeah but the, This no. is like
1: Before the trade deadline yeah.
0: So let, let us Take that into account Yeah
1: but uh, Let's just uh, Let's just make a note Of the person Who was leaving that team Apparently uh, uh, Picking up his Player coach role From Chicago again Rajon Rondo Is apparently Holding uh, Holding film sessions With the young guys And making them Challenge each other To 2v2s And 1v1s In practice Rondo, I'm comfortable with Rondo leading that charge. Yeah. I think he's a veteran. Rondo's, he did that in, in the past. He's a very
2: smart mind. And that's something that nobody could refute. He's he's always been a high IQ type of guy, not on and off the court, to be honest.
1: Um and the the only reason I'm mentioning this and and you guys told me about this part is that I wasn't aware of uh that there were that two of the other veterans that Magic brought in during the off season the um, Javale McGee and Michael Beasley challenged Luke Walton during a practice. Which, yeah, which I guess happens, but
2: yeah. you know when it's when it's the <laughs> Lakers and when it's a LeBron team, any little thing that happens around it's going to be blown up to the media. Uh, I'm sure you know other teams do kind of challenge their coaches. Maybe maybe these things just don't really get leaked the way they do when it's LeBron. There's a lot of paparazzi following following the team. yeah
1: it, and it's la it just seems like for me the only reason i'm bringing this up is it it's just it should bug it should bug you as a as a player if your team is fractured but i, I guess it's...
2: lebron likes it yeah, lebron's uh he's, he's, if you've seen his tenure as uh as a gm uh, it hasn't been a good one <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, as a player he's alright as a player he's great but I mean the the people that he brings in uh, I know he's not officially a GM but I'm sure he has a little input on, on, on a lot of these uh, let's just look at it like Michael Beasley um, Lance Stevenson uh, it's some interesting interesting Well Lance player.
0: is
1: working out for them so
2: <laughs>
0: so here, here's the most interesting thing that stands out to me out of this story LeBron didn't come out and say that hey Luke's like Luke's a guy LeBron doesn't really stand up for him yeah. so that indicates that maybe there is something brewing. LeBron is not a fan of of Luke Walton because he was hired by Genie. Like that's a Genie Bus move, and Genie Bus supports Luke even though Robin and and Magic are not really on board with this. They want to bring their own guy on. So but I who, think would,
1: who would they bring? Sorry, T- Ty- the Tyron break. Lou is available. I heard
0: <laughs> he is. He really is, and he knows how to coach LeBron. Right? He is just in champ- the corner. He's a championship. He really is. Just he knows
2: Stay sh- out of the way. Just make meme faces. That's true. <laughs> He's no Spolstra. <laughs> uh,
1: speaking of speaking of making meme faces, the uh, we we brought it up earlier, but the the, the third situation I got here is that um, Harrison Barnes getting traded mid game, and then them zooming in on his face. You know the media is ruthless. Yeah, yeah anywhere you go, it doesn't, it doesn't matter where you. I are. mean,
0: Harrison kind of invited then upon himself. Like he shouldn't have gone into the game, but he did, knowing he was traded. So. Good on him in a way, but still, like, you can sit out, man. It's okay.
2: He ain't no bitch. But, no,
0: yeah, but
1: I, yeah, I I fought him for the effort, but, yeah. He He got memed. He got memed. And it was was unfortunate. Footnote, I'm not going to get into it just because we just had another uh, instance about LeBron, but LeBron made a post about it on Instagram. So if you want to Yeah, but LeBron is not making a
2: post about Luke Walton being the coach of the future,
1: though.
2: He's been posting some interesting tweets lately. Are they cryptic? The, crypt, uh, the cryptic and sounds like he's been... How injured. about how about that NBA <laughs> All-Star draft, though, where he may have been tampering a little bit? Giannis called him out. Yeah? Good. Picked that, every good. Picked every free agent. Is that is that is that tampering? <laughs> Embiid and Russ
0: on one team, that was a... Embiid wasn't a fan of that move, apparently.
2: No, I... I yeah, they got traded, right? Russell yeah. Westbrook got traded over to the Ben Simmons. Yeah, uh, so LeBron's guy, Ben Simmons. Clutch sports. Yeah. Giannis knows what's up. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, I'm going to draft Giannis. I'm going to draft Ben.
1: This is your guy. <laughs> Which left LeBron scrambling uh, <laughs> LeBron's having a tough time Okay And the the last one This one is a real like Richards tinfoil hat time Like um, Following Following the botched The botched Lakers trade To get AD Which we you know We applaud Del Demps for Wait was it botched Or was it just They suspended oh, not, not suspended What am
0: I saying uh, It was just oh, ignored What's the word really? I'm looking for It's pending now it's it's put it's on hold. It's a Yeah, it's like. Yeah, I, I don't know the right word for that. It's just holding until on the standby. Yes. Yeah,
1: it's on standby. But mm-hmm. the person who's not on standby is Anthony Davis because apparently the Pelicans were gonna pe- just bench him for the rest of the year, and then Adam Silver, you know, picked up the phone and said, "We're gonna we're gonna charge you." I, I hundred thousand, a hundred thousand per game on, that he per said. game and upwards of that,
2: and potentially a pick. If
1: if it gets too serious, why you gotta bully these small
2: small? Marcus Honestly, Francis? right? Like it's there's no benefit that New or- New Orleans gets from playing. Anthony he gets Davis. injured, they lose their asset. They lose their asset, uh, and also if if you know, let's just say, yeah, you're right. So if he gets injured, they lose their asset, but they're also losing uh, valuable playing time for some of the guys that they know are gonna be there next year. Unlike Anthony Davis, so yeah, it's, we it's know lose, Anthony lose. Davis already
0: leads the league uh, in. Minutes lost to x-rays? Yeah.
1: <laughs> they don't call him yeah. David Davis for no, no reason. On, is that on clearingtheglass.com? I don't
2: know. I don't <laughs> know x-rays for 36. <laughs> <laughs> is is the a- <laughs> Lee's the yeah, shout every out,
0: year. Shout out to of, so if he's so this prone, is to locker room per per thirty six exactly, <laughs> if he's so prone, why put him out on the floor?
1: And he got benched in the fourth quarter of the last game against. Tampa well, Bowl. because there was a because someone I I was having a discussion with someone and they were like, you know, if if uh, if a big market team tanks for a season, they just get a pick. If you know the do New Orleans Pel- Pelicans tank for the rest of the season, they're potentially in another city. Yeah,
0: why is New Orleans to blame? for all this because Anthony Davis asked for a trade openly mid season. Like what are they supposed to do? Like he asked them to move him earlier than he was supposed to be moved. Like if you asked for this after the season, that would have been the better move. But you know, uh his his agent, LeBron or whatever, wanted to play this like game now to get the conversation started. So by the summer, they like, would be ready. They'll be ready to do this move. So I feel like it's not on the Pelicans. It's on the Lakers and, and his agent or whatever to be asking for a trade openly midseason. Like, what else are they supposed to do? They're going to obviously wait for the better deal to come their way. And they're not going to play their superstar. Anthony Davis is a top five player any day. Yep. And they can't get anybody back like that in return, ever. So, in right. order for them to do that, they have to keep their assets secure. That's all I'm going to say. So they're they're going to get you know cents on the dollar. That is Anthony Davis. So. so I'm I'm not surprised they want everything. Just give me your entire roster. I don't care. They were going to do. Uh, it. And
2: they want four first round picks. They, right? they were <laughs> going to do it.
0: Apparently, they're <laughs> going to get four picks for Jimmy Butler. So
2: why can't you get more for Anthony Davis? They got four picks for Nikola Mirotic. So I mean, second rounders. <laughs> I mean, top fifty five percent. That's that's. that's <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's not cool. A
0: lot of a lot of good second rounders have come our way, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I was uh, I was about to listen, but we we can uh, the Batman, Mono Man, Ginobili. Yeah, Batman. How about another Nikola
1: Jokic? Jokic, second rounder. Uh, Isaiah Thomas. Uh,
2: oh, 60th pick. I mean, he was top 55 protectors.
1: Yeah! I thought, oh fuck, am I, How am I gonna get one the below 55? Yeah. <laughs> oh Brink no, Danny Ainge is laughing somewhere. <laughs> oh, he won't be laughing in the summer. He won't be laughing. Once maybe if he, maybe, he maybe maybe his... gets
0: Anthony, I don't know, but Anthony doesn't want to go to Boston. He's not going right? to resign no. there anyways. Ah, all right. So is is that in on our... Yeah. Uh, what's
1: uh, all, all we got. All we got to do to close it up. What's the weirdest one for you guys?
2: You know what? That whole AD situation was absolutely just a nightmare for the for the NBA. Like everyone was scrambling. What's going to happen with Anthony Davis? Nobody had any idea. And I, I give uh, there our our coveted what's weirder award to Magic. And Rob and Bill yeah. for for pulling. Yeah, they moment. they pulled a
1: they pulled a, a three students act for the ages. I yeah, think. Rich Paul deserves a Rich
0: pat Paul on the back what? for this. Yeah, for this Rich, drama. Rich, Rich Paul isn't getting. Other Rich permission. Paul deserves
1: AD yeah.
0: in Los Angeles. <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't know. I think he's gonna move there anyway. Sure. I think it's only a matter of time before he goes there. But let me just pull up the number for for Anthony Davis in the last game where he only played three quarters and he put up thirty two nine. Two and three blocks, going eleven fifteen from the field in three fuck? quarters. This is, like this is the guy that you're gonna sit for the rest of the year. Imagine the fantasy ramifications. Yeah. Let me just bring that up.
2: Yeah, it, it's nuts how much it's affecting the entire league. Why do you think Adam Silver made this move? He clearly has Anthony Davis on his fantasy team, and he wants
1: <laughs> he wants to get more stats. Do you think do you think Adam Silver is the commissioner in his fantasy league? He's not. <laughs> <David Stern.
2: laughs> <laughs> Fro- it's David Stern Frozen envelopes <laughs> David Stern
0: misses being commissioner So he's got to do it somewhere Basketball
1: yeah. reasons baby Yeah that's
2: true <laughs> Del
1: Demps is the worst Yeah ever. he is He was on the phone Del Demps was on the phone With David Stern You have to help me Oh my god Okay Alright thank you for this Excellent post-trade edition Of Back to the Basket podcast I think that's going to be uh, it for today Remember to interact with us wherever you find us on social media. You'll find all of our info in the show notes. And don't forget, if you love our podcast and want to have a listen, feel free to grab us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and get us that blue check mark on Spotify. All right, we may have our backs to the baskets, but we'll never turn our backs on our fans. Bye. Bye. Peace.